Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whether your business needs cars, vans, or larger commercial vehicles, you can rent from the best lineup in the UK with Enterprise. And with flexible long-term rental, you can get vehicles for as long as you need them, from minutes to months. Whatever the mission, Enterprise's mobility experts can build a bespoke solution to suit your business needs. Visit enterprise.co.uk forward slash business to find out more. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Tuesday and welcome to another Randy Goldstein's TalkSport Daily podcast. With me, Goldstein. Yes, Ivy He, that man who talks you through one of the best podcasts on the market at the moment. I say one of. Of course, I've done one with Ian White. Maybe you've heard that. We're not playing today. But if you haven't, you know, go see it. But don't go see it yet. Make sure you pin back your lug holes and listen to this. A good show coming your way begins with Natalie Sawyer, Danny Murphy and Clinton Morrison. Or the Sawyer Murphy Morrison Show. Or the NSDMC. No, no one would ever call it that. It's pointless. Anyway, Danny Murphy is saying that United should have kept Romelu Lukaku. Oh, well done, Danny. Yeah, we, we can all say that now. Yeah, yeah, of course. Although, Danny, he might have wanted to leave. And uh, as you well know, having been a player that's left many a club, if you want to leave, there's nothing you can do about it, Danny Murphy. United's biggest problem is that Martial, Rashford and James are all best off the left, which is why I'm surprised they gave Martial. I like Martial as well. They gave him a five-year deal. And I was surprised. I'd have been thinking of keeping Lukaku, maybe selling Martial. Mm. Because Rashford can play off the left. James can play off the left. You know, I, I, I think if you're going to play Martial, I'd be playing him off the left now while Rashford's out and putting a new fella in. Because Zagallo is more of a striker. He's a nine. He'll run yeah. behind and he's good in the box. So there is a problem there for United. Time now to check in with the big man, big Alan Brazil on the Alan Brazil Sports Breakfast Show. And Jonathan Barnett was on the show, or if you're posh, Barnett. I know that'll be Italian. Barnett, Jonathan Barnett. Doesn't matter. He is Gareth Bale's agent. Oh, drop a name. Well, I'm just informing the listener who he is. Anyway, he was saying the Spanish media were totally in the wrong to berate Bale for his Wales Golf Madrid flag. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's not like Bale put the flag up and had loads of pictures of him holding the flag and then it was appearing on all the national news. It's not like Bale did... Oh, did he? Oh, that's fair enough then. Marker and AS, both of them, uh, their journalism isn't exactly uh, Pulitzer Prize winning. I think, it's, I think it's disgusting and I think people did take it much too far. It was a joke. Yeah. You know, if you can't make jokes, what can you do? I've had conversations, obviously, and Gareth had conversations, that he's still a very important part of Real Madrid. And the only people that really know what's going on are Mr. Zidane, Gareth, and probably the president of Real Madrid. Mm-hmm. They know what's going on, and they're all happy with the situation, and that's really all that counts. Time now to check in with the ginger fella with the loud shirts. That's Adrian Durham. And alongside him was Darren Bent, or DB. 
as his mates call him when they're playing for. Bente! Oh no, they call him Bente. Bente! Bento! Mm, maybe not Bento, they'd probably get that confused with some kind of dish from an Asian restaurant. Bento! And they go, yeah, I'll have some chicken katsu curry. No, no! I meant Bento, give me the ball! And then you'd have players arguing about food while the game's going on. And then people get really angry going, oh, I could murder a curry now. And they go, oh, we're 2-0 down! You, what you? Anyway, that's Jason Cunney's autobiography, chapter 9. I think it's called Why Giggsy Nutmeg Me. What was I thinking of this? Anyway, I digress. Big time, actually. This is Darren Bent saying Liverpool should let Salah go at the end of the season. But go where? We're going to get 100 million plus for him. And you have to say, if you look at his, his all-round job, listen, we know he scores a lot of goals and he is a top, top player. I mean, look, you look at the accolades, two golden boots, player of the season, Champions League winner about to be a Premier League winner the accolades are there but when you look at his general play to say someone like Mane I'd have to say Mane has been better than him I mean he may score more goals than Mane but he's, Mane's work rate for the team he's unselfish always looks at, for others first he'll get his fair share of goals so you'd have to say Mane is that you can't sell Mane he's so important for me though we know he doesn't score that many goals but he's like the glue he links it all together I mean his hold up plays probably arguably one of the best in the league brings players in holds onto the ball he's fantastic so you look at Salah and yes he does score all these goals but is he really complimenting Mane and Salah or is he, is he looking for more goals because I've seen certain situations this season where he should pass it and he's shot and you can see the frustrating starting to build so the only I, would, I wouldn't listen it's, it's not about selling him and getting nothing like just getting 100 million that's it but if you can replace him with like an Mbappe or someone like a Jaden Sancho then I think it's worth thinking about now time for a bit of Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs or H and J as it's known and here's a little fact for you if you take all their letters from the name and then find the corresponding numbers in the alphabet so A would be one and so on and then put them all together in numerical order it actually spells out what's the point I mean Chelsea so anyway here's Paul and Andy doing what they do best Game of Thrones star Kit Harrington oh, yeah. uh, apparently is charging up to £475 to meet him and have a photo and an <laughs> oh, autograph. For goodness sake. He played Jon Snow, of course, in Game of Thrones. You can go and have, a, yeah, go you can have a dining and fan experience with him in London and uh, Birmingham. If you want a picture with one person with Kit, it's 250 but he only does a hundred of those, so mm. he's not going to. He's going to stand there and kind of <laughs> grin uh, only one hundred times, <laughs> thinking all the time of the money. Uh, and so, but there are seventy-five two people shoots for which he charges four hundred and seventy-five. <laughs> so you, you and a mate, you can have a kit sandwich. Uh, put, I don't think he puts his arms around your whether he won't do that. I don't know. I'm not sure really. But then but, Kit stands there and you, he grins and and he uh, what Game of Thrones? Yes, terrific, wasn't it? Kaching. Um, <laughs> Surely doesn't need the money. Um, I've got a lovely segue from that story, though, oh, to yeah. this story. Uh, talking of uh, pictures in with Kit, oh, yeah. uh, West Ham fans had to prove that they were true supporters of the club by uh, wearing selfies in a photo and sending in. If they wanted to buy tickets, not their fault, actually, because Liverpool fans were trying to buy tickets in the home areas. Yeah. So the club had to make sure that only West Ham fans got them. So if you wanted a ticket for last week's game, according to the papers yesterday... You had to wear or send a photo in of you in a West Ham kit. Right. If you think Liverpool yeah. fans would have mates who support West Ham, <laughs> that's what they? I thought. Can I borrow your shirt, mate? I want to get a ticket for the game. <laughs> I would have thought it'd be an element of that. Now, really. this was incredible. Just very quickly, this happened mm. in Hillsburg, California. A leaky tank spilled 46,000 gallons of red wine into a river in Hillsburg. And sorry, I'm just being told by the producer that 
Coming live, breakfast show. <laughs> breakfast show. You must do a They've show switched from it. Me. It's coming. Him and Ray Parler, they're coming. The same hanging around Waitrose, were not it? In Canary Wharf. But yeah, it'll be like Alan with the sad news. It'll be like the old gag when the sad news today that uh, we lost Alan Brazil on that outside broadcast in uh, Healdsburg. Of course, he got out three times to go to the toilet. <laughs> of course he did. Time now for a bit of cricket. And our very own Macca has an exclusive interview with England captain Eoin Morgan. Huh? Nah, he can't be Owen. You don't spell Owen like that. Oh, do you? I never knew that. It's interesting. And just quickly, the first one-day international against South Africa is live today from 10am on TalkSport 2. Here's what Eoin had to say. I mean, the last time we spoke was in the West Indies. Obviously, a lot happened since then. I'll be honest, when I was watching the World Cup final, my mind came forward to now... And I wasn't sure I was going to be speaking to you as England captain. Were you always sure after that day going forward that this was a job that you wanted to carry on doing? It wasn't something that I focused on straight away. Any decision that I make that, that's quite a big decision in, in my career or life, I, I tend to take as much time as, as I need and I feel um, it needs um, until everything becomes more transparent and clear and, and there's a clear picture moving forward. I think it it took me longer than I expected to make the decision simply because after the World Cup, within a couple of weeks, I went back and played with Middlesex and played a number of T20 Blast games so that the end of the season didn't really settle down for some time. But but once it did, it was only a couple of weeks before you know the, the picture and the, and the vision of the next year, two years, became more clear in my head and answered some questions about um, my back and my injuries and, and, and everything seemed to look really good and I felt more comfortable making a, a clear decision then um, and I suppose having gone to New Zealand and, and you know played some of the best cricket I've played in the last four years out there uh, reaffirmed that, that the decision I made was the right one. You mentioned the blast. I was at that first game against Kent at Lords. I was lucky enough to be in the pavilion. You got a standing ovation for everything you did that night. Has that become normal yet? Does it sort of make sense in your mind? It's, it certainly doesn't make sense. Um, I suppose winning the World Cup is, is an extremely privileged position to be in. Uh, the journey that we went on over that four-year period and the dramatic fashion in which that game was won was absolutely extraordinary and you know, it's, it's something that I think uh, hopefully catapults cricket at home forward over the next period of time and, and inspires a, a new generation of cricketer to pick up a ball or a bat. And don't forget if you like your cricket then both of you will be delighted to know there's a daily edition of the Andy Goldstein following on podcast until the end of the tour. Now the ginger fella, Adrian Durham on drive Talking about Eddie the Eagle Jones. Oh, what an athlete he was. We weren't good in the first half and they were very good. I was really pleased with our second half. Yeah, that was a game that could have been quite ugly for us. The crowd was going nuts. It was one of those games where France played well. I think we should be giving France credit. They were a young team. You know, there's a bit of a renaissance in French rugby. There was a good narrative about their performance and we just didn't match their intensity early on. OK, um, Eddie Jones is, is finished, I think. Fresh from leading England to humiliation at the World Cup, but somehow keeping his job. He went into this Six Nations opener promising brutality. That's, that's the word he used, brutality. And he also said he wanted to be like Liverpool. Now, can you imagine... Remember when Clive Woodward went from rugby to Southampton? Yeah. And everybody's going, what's going on? 
Eddie Jones said, I want to be like Liverpool. I mean, it's. I don't think anybody else would get away with this. Now, on the uh, brutality uh, reference, Clive Woodward's uh, done a piece in the papers today, absolutely slaughtering him. In fact, I think he did it before the game, Clive Woodward. He slaughtered him for using the word, saying it's a meaningless soundbite from the Stone Age. I mean, he's really <laughs> had a pop at him. Uh, England made errors. They looked useless in the first half. They relied in the second half on Johnny May doing something special. And um, for me, uh, Eddie Jones is kind of finished I mean his tactic is to talk rubbish and then just tell him to fling the ball to Johnny May and hope he comes up with something <laughs> well that's it and, and I just can't see a way forward under Eddie Jones the ideas have run out they haven't won the Six Nations since 2017 they now look unlikely to win it this year they haven't done the Grand Slam since 2016 they were embarrassing in the World Cup final okay getting there is fine but when you get embarrassed in the final that's not good that's Watford uh, England have a coach who doesn't win stuff they have a coach who talks rubbish but I'm a Wales fan, so let's hope he keeps his job. <laughs> and we'll move on. Back to Alan Brazil's breakfast show, and Alan was talking with Jamie O'Hara about Neymar's rainbow flick, which Brazil thought for some time was actually a new beer on the market. Hey, I'll have a paint of rainbow flick. Nice one, 9.32. If there were... 4 0 up, 5 0 up, and he's sitting in the ball goading. Yeah. And someone flies into him. I can understand the refs saying, mm. We deserve that. Stop doing that. But what he's done there, as you call it, a rainbow flick, I've never mm. heard of it, but that, that, that's in the game. That's mm. brilliant. It's a brilliant piece yeah. of skill. Probably don't help when he's got that pink hair. No. You know, like, no, no. He, you know, he looks like he, he's. It just doesn't look like yeah. he's taking it seriously. It's yeah. Looks Billy, like a bit of a clown. Billy Smart Circus. Yeah, you know. <laughs> but in saying that, you know, he is—he's special. There's no he's doubt special about player. that. Special. So player. I think and, the, and I think the referees, well. the referees bang out of order there. Yeah. As Billy Ricky Town manager, do you, do you, is that something you encourage? Or if if a, if a, if a player did yeah, the name are in the corner, they do that how do you react? <laughs> if they do that in non-league, mate, let me tell you, they'll be getting a boot to the chest, let alone to the knee. <laughs> well, they're not meant to. They're basically not meant to. Yeah. Is it? Yeah. Sort of tripped <laughs> on the ball. Yeah. <laughs> they probably fell over. You told me, Jay, your team likes to play out from the back. You're, yeah, you're, you're teaching them if that one philosophy. One of them do a rainbow flick, and they're going to get absolutely smashed. I want to see it. Are we going to see that Billy Ricky Town player <laughs> do a rainbow flick before the end of the season? <laughs> that ain't going to happen, mate. I'm telling you, because if they do that, they'll be off. <laughs> Hello, I'm Barry Glendenning, and you're listening to Talk Sport Daily. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This episode of the TalkSport Daily is brought to you by Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Planning to hire or share a car or van? Enterprise is there every step of the way. 
Whenever and wherever you need a vehicle, and whatever it's for, Enterprise can help. With over 450 locations across the UK, they're just around the corner. Whether you need a weekend rental, a holiday hire, a replacement car, or you're planning a business trip, home or away, Enterprise are there to help. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Now, time to check in with the show with a very clever title. Remember, there are four people from the press in a room which has the same look and dimensions of a box. And it's simply called Media Room. Press box, press box. This is them on the press box. Without Manchester City, there'd be no Liverpool ascension because I think the bar's been raised so much by Man City in the last two or three years that the, that people have had to go with it. Now, Pep Guardiola, nothing lasts forever. To win the Premier League three times in a row is a feat only achieved, I think, twice. I think we've had this debate a couple of times on this show. Mm. And that's at certain times during the Premier League's, uh, you know, evolution. You've now got this Premier League that's got a team that won it with 99 points last year, a team that finished second with 97 points, a team that's really grasped the metal in Liverpool that few sides could have ever have done, grasped it the way they've done, won the Champions League and then kicked on even stronger. So this this latest micro-analysis that somehow or another Pep Guardiola has lost his luster is laughable. They battered Tottenham into the next life yesterday. You know, you miss a penalty, you hit the post, you hit the crossbar, you have one cleared off the line, you know, you have an element of profligacy that cannot be legislated for, then you're not going to win games like that. You get a player sent off, it changes the direction of travel in the game. I look at it and say, you will judge Pep Guardiola by what he does for the rest of this season and what he does next season if he doesn't have the success that will, will part will, in some mind, some people's minds plaster over the loss of the Premier League this year. If he doesn't go on and win the Champions League, which is the thing that everyone thinks he's got to do, if he doesn't go and do that this season, then next year I think you really judge Pep Guardiola if he's able to reform, reboot and recalibrate Man City the, the because prob- that's what he's got to do. The problem is, Simon, is that football supporters change their level of expectations very, very quickly. You'll know this better, better than anybody. A team, for example, like, let's say, Bournemouth or Burnley, they get promoted to the Premier League and their fans think, oh, it's fantastic. We're in the Premier League. We'll never complain about anything again because we're in the Premier League and we're going to get to see Liverpool and Manchester United and Manchester City and Tottenham yep. and Chelsea. It's going to be great. Fast forward two years when they're still in the Premier League, but they haven't won a cup and maybe they're kind of... And uh, they convince themselves they are, quote, an established Premier absolutely. League team, as I believe there's no, nobody is. And they start moaning. Start moaning, as I'm sure they did at Palace, and that is what's happening at at Manchester City now. Is that they've got used to being the best team. All of a sudden, they're not the best team, and they're walking out of the stadium yesterday thinking, "Well, why are we not the best team anymore?" Therefore, there must be something fundamentally wrong. Rather than just thinking to themselves, "Well, this is just the way that football goes. It ebbs and it flows, and it goes in cycles." And Liverpool have just had an incredible season. We'll be okay next year. They don't think that. You think something's wrong, but you're, it has to you're be fixed. from that part of the world, Ian, and you even live up there still in the great city of Manchester. If there's one group of supporters on the planet who should know that football is up, down, up, down, and crazy, it's those who support Manchester City. But remember how many of these? Remember how many of these? I wrote something in my column today about about City when the Premier League first started. Right, the Premier League first started in, in the early nineties. City's average crowd was twenty five thousand. Right, it's fifty thousand now. So they've got 25,000 new supporters. A lot of those are not of that generation no. that you're talking They're about. They're not the... They've uh, been brought up... Not the main on, road they've gang. They've been brought up on the last 10 years of uh, Abu Dhabi money and 
success and excitement and Galactico names. They haven't been. They don't. They don't remember the the, the, the eras that, that you're talking about mm-hmm. when um, when City couldn't rely on themselves to get a result from one week to the next. They don't remember that. They just know about this, and they can't understand why it can't be like this all the time. And that's that's just symptomatic of current of, of the way that a lot of current football supporters look at the game. Back now to Scarlet Sun. Jamie, back on The Breakfast Show. Talking about facing Ronaldo. No, not the one who had that stupid haircut at the World Cup that looked like a... <clears throat> but the other one. Technically gifted. I remember playing against him um, at Old Trafford. Um, and I, I, remember, I remember playing against him and thinking... All I've got to do is stand him up. If I dive in, he's yeah. going to beat me. And I did. One, I dived in once. He'd done a double step over, boom, and he's gone. His feet were unbelievable. But if you stood him up, he wasn't someone who was just going to, you know, completely burn you for pace. You mm. know, I thought I can stand him up and and stand my feet. And yeah, technically gifted, he was unbelievable. Mm. I played against Valencia. I actually played really well that game at Old Trafford. He only yeah. scored two goals, Ronaldo. It was, <laughs> it was take deep. that. Yeah, I would take that all day. <laughs> um, but I remember playing the week after. We played uh, Wigan. Yeah. And Antonio Valencia was playing right wing then. Yeah. And he just burst on and I tell you what, this guy was a machine. Because I thought, oh, I played I played all right against Ronaldo. Yeah. I'll do the same against Valencia. I'll show yeah. him down the line, you know, and I'll stand him up and I'll wait for him to, you know, do something. Well, he pushed the ball past me, <laughs> elbowed me in the face and went <laughs> and before I could even turn, he was in the six yard box. He was an absolute machine. He ruined my left back career. He, 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 wouldn't really? have the, he wouldn't have the skill and trickery though no, of Ronaldo. He was a completely different player, yeah. but he was a complete machine. He was like Traore is now for Wolves. He used to just stand you up yeah. and then he'd go he'd take one step and he'd go bang. Hello, I'm Max Rushton. And if you hear Barry Glendennings version of this you're listening to Talksport Daily please let me know on Twitter because he's convinced they won't use it and I don't think they'll use it either and now of course for the best bits there should almost be a maybe there shouldn't be of my show the Andy Goldstein Sports Bar Monday to Thursday from 10pm this is me and Jay and you lot having a bit of fun on the show time now for Happy Farker Sad Farker Yes, this is where we look back at Norwich. They drew new nil nil, new new nil nil away at Newcastle. They're rooted to the bottom of the Premier League. Mm-hmm. Twenty-five games played, four wins, six draws, fifteen defeats. They are struggling. Clearly, they haven't spent. They've spent nothing. There are teams in the Championship that spent more money in this transfer window than Norwich. Or sorry, mm. the transfer windows. Yeah. So he's got a championship squad. I think the style of football, they're actually quite easy on the eye to watch. They're, they're a very attractive side to watch. And I think if they are to to get themselves back up, he has as good a chance as anyone. So I'll be I'll be pretty surprised if they decide, especially, I mean, what are they going to do now? When are they going to sack him? No, you they know, won't sack him now. There's no point. There is no point. And he's an unsackable Farker. I think he is. I don't think. So what do I need a name for it so we can move on? We've got Hodgewatch next. Oh, have we got that? Yeah. Okay. Um, well, obviously, you know, a concerned, frustrated Farker. And a reminder, of course, I am back tonight with Jason Cundy from 10pm looking back at a busy night of FA Cup football. I'll get to the games that are on TalkSport in a moment. 
And of course, as always, you can have your say. It's a sort of phone-in show. Well, it is actually. Why do people say that? It's a sort of when it is. It's like when people say, yeah, basically, I was in my car. No, you were in your car. Not ba- You were in your car. It's a matter of fact. Anyway, I digress. From 10pm, you can have your say on my show. On the back, as I mentioned, of a busy night of football. 7.45 tonight, the Liverpool D team will be playing Shrewsbury's A team. I hope, fingers crossed. It's an FA Cup fourth round replay. You can hear that unfold live on TalkSport with Mark Saggers. Mention me! I just have. Blimey, that's what happens when you quickly let him out of the box. His live from Anfield commentary from Jim Proudfoot and Stuart Pearce. And 20 minutes later, not on the same pitch, that would be weird. It's Oxford United against Newcastle United. Also an FA Cup fourth round replay live on TalkSport 2. Ray Stubbs presents with commentary from Ian Danter and David Connolly. That's it. Thanks for listening. Remember, if you like the cut of this jib, you can download more from Acast, Apple Pods and Spotify. If you don't, just pretend you do when you make say, hey, if you heard the TalkSport Daily, you go, yeah, yeah. You know, like when you're a liar at school, the teacher goes, Goldstein, did you do this on the desk? And you go, no, no. And the teacher knows that you did it because you say it about four times where if you were innocent, you just go, no. So there you go, kids. If you are sort of 14 years old and you listen to this and you're just about to do something you shouldn't at school, always answer with one proud no. And then do the eye thing where you look over at Jenkins, who's, of course, from 1980. Well, that's it for another podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, Remember to join me and Jay on the back of a busy night of FA Cup fourth round replay from 10pm on the Sports Bar. Have a great day. Be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from TalkSport. The TalkSport Daily Podcast is proud to be in partnership with Enterprise Rent-A-Car. Whatever your mission, home or away, don't delay. Enterprise has the vehicle for the job. Rent from the best lineup in the UK. With over 450 branches, Enterprise has what your business needs. From compact three-door cars to spacious SUVs and people carriers to vans, they offer a large range of reliable vehicles perfect for the job. To find out more and book, visit enterprise.co.uk. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.